0: Today's episode is about voice technology, how the world is using it, seeing it, and what we expect from it already. Now keep in mind in this episode, I take some liberties. This is all my own personal opinions and what I've witnessed within the past several years in my own experiences and research. So if I'm way off base, just please let me know. I actually encourage you to do this. And by that same note, if I'm hitting the nail on the head, tell me. I love to hear that I'm heading in the right direction. This podcast is here to educate on the power of sound, the possibilities of sound, and the accessibility of sound in marketing to all brands, both big and small. Sound marketing is a great way to break through the noise that visual marketing creates. This podcast breaks down what has happened, is happening, and insights on what's happening in the future. But the biggest takeaway is that you can be a company of one or a company of a thousand. Sound marketing is accessible and affordable for us all. My name is Gina, and I'm Head of Audio at Dreamer Productions and Stagehand Entertainment. I create sound identities for companies, brands, individuals, and events. The landscape of everything in this world is changing and evolving at a ridiculously fast rate. In order to thrive, we have to understand a little bit of everything. In the past, sound was underutilized and pretty much ignored in marketing. However, the tides are turning, and it's becoming more and more prevalent every single day. With the huge focus on voice-activated technology, AI, AR, and even the rise of podcasting, it's clear that if you don't have a unique voice, you will be lost in the ever-increasing noise. But here's the great news. Because of the never-ending, always-increasing forms of digital media and online advertising, we have more opportunities than ever before to make ourselves heard and be creative in defining a unique sonic identity. And that's exactly what I talk about in my episodes. So come on over for a bit and let's explore this fascinating new frontier together. So I've been telling you guys basically since I launched this podcast that one way to get in on the ground floor of new technology is to find a way to learn and understand smart speakers. Somehow some way your product or your service needs to find a way onto those platforms because if you can do that your potential for increased traffic and notoriety is huge. According to the latest smart audio report from NPR and Edison Research, smart speakers in the U.S. between 2017 and 2018 increased by 78% from 66.7 million to 118.5 million. Although the article, and actually quite a few of the articles I read, notate that the increase on buying smart speakers has started to decline, the popularity and notoriety of voice compatibility in consumer products is increasing. Originally, voice-compatible products and services was presented to offer something different and cutting edge, but as voice assistance's popularity has grown, it's now something that we just expect to be able to access. But here's the phrase that caught me most of all. Most marketers still haven't quite figured out how to best utilize Google Home and Alexa as a marketing channel. But those that use cases and promotional opportunities will emerge in time, given how large the installed base of smart speaker owners already is. So, what I took from this is the following People nabbed up the latest and greatest hot ticket item, the smart speaker. They set it up, use it a few times a day for general things like grocery lists and playing their music or podcast of choice, and are slowly accepting its presence in their home. They can do the basics, but they haven't delved further than that. Why? I foresee two major reasons. One, this was a product that simply wasn't necessary. It didn't solve a problem per se. It served a comfort. None of us need to be able to speak at a robot to add milk to our grocery list right away or to call mom or change the temperature of our thermostat stat. We just want to. And the second reason is because we haven't really been offered more options yet. Sure, you can play 20 questions, which I've done with my four-year-old, super frustrating, (laughs) learn trivia topics, check the weather and traffic, teach Alexa a skill, but beyond that, it's still in progress. So the real focus for marketers shouldn't be in the speakers itself, but how to best utilize the tech associated with them for their brand's gain. People still see it as something shiny and new, as do marketers. The head scratching on next steps is still happening. Let's get in on this, on the ground floor. The developer of the hardware, the smart speakers, created a market for the express purpose of comfort and efficiency. What can we come up with that solves a problem by using the technology? I'm not saying that there is an answer or that there has to be a problem, but from my experience those products and services that solve a problem dig in roots better and faster than a product that is a mere luxury. I had been encouraging you to take the Alexa challenge as I was calling it. I wanted you to buy an Echo Dot to do some research and development on it. I chose the Dot because it was in my opinion the lowest price point to get in on understanding Alexa technology as well as experiment on it with how your brand could be a part of that sound universe. I have no idea if you've done it yet, but I bought mine during the Amazon day prime sales. What I've found so far has been highly intriguing. First off, I put it in our living room and my family adopted it pretty quickly, especially my four-year-old daughter. She asks Alexa things like, Alexa, can we have a play date? Obviously, Alexa does not understand her yet, but it's pretty entertaining to listen to her responses. Although she asks Alexa silly questions a lot, she also just intuitively picked up on how to ask her things in general. And here's the cool part. She asked Alexa, Alexa, play music, and a kid's music playlist started playing. Alexa knew a child was talking to her, I've also done the customaries. I've added to my grocery list and I've linked Pandora and Spotify. I also searched out my podcast. That took a little longer because it's not on Amazon Music, so I had to do a little extra work on the app on my phone first. I started to create a profile, which I think you can do all from voice activation, but I got distracted with day-to-day things, as do we all. So I'll have to go back to that later. I'm also still not sure if by teaching my smart speaker about this sound and marketing podcast that it will rank higher universally or if it's just limited to my own machine's understanding, which my guess is the latter. Another thing that I noticed was that the tech was still largely dependent on the app, so not quite as hands-free as one would assume, or at least as I had assumed. Now, there is a ton that I haven't delved into yet, but I think that that is the number one reason why we need to explore this now. By me not getting to all the features that Alexa has to offer yet, I believe models society today. The common consumer has not yet fully immersed themselves in this new tech. They plopped something into their lives that wasn't there before, wasn't really necessary and said, okay, do something. So let's tell them what they can do with it. The real winners in this, I think, are those really smart app developers. I believe that they will clean up on this but I believe that there is a real chance for marketers to do the same. There's a huge opportunity to be incredibly creative with this. How? I have no idea yet, but I'm super excited to see what people come up with. Why am I so confident that people will be interested? Amazon posted a video, which I'll link in the show notes below about their Alexa pioneers. It shows the amazing innovation that programmers are creating to serve a vaster audience with their product. They found a gateway and created their own path. I so wish I understood code, but I don't, so I'll just applaud those guys louder. One of these pioneers that Amazon spotted is doing exactly what I'm encouraging us to do. And I apologize, I'm going to say his name wrong, but Tushar Shug created a smart cap for the visually impaired. The cap records the images and narrates the scene to the visually impaired, the scene being whatever's in front of the camera. He's solving an actual problem and using the tech to make it happen. Voice as a person is another reason why I believe that there is no turning back from the direction we're going. I read another article that I shared on my LinkedIn profile that really brought it all home for me. Sixiam Sun wrote a great article in MarTech reporting on the status of voice assistants using the term that I love, uncharted creative territory. They asked the question, does your brand translate into sound? If not, how can you go about creating that possibility? VUI, voice user interface, is only becoming more and more commonplace. And if your product cannot be voice searched, you're losing a huge market. There was a lot of good information in this article, but the part that really got to me was their comments on how in one study in England, Alexa was found to be unsympathetic and a a know-it-all. I don't know exactly when voice tech started or when it started becoming noteworthy to us commoners, but this makes me laugh. Who would have thought 10 years ago that technology would not only be given a gender class, but also that people would be upset that it wasn't being more emotionally available for us? I don't even think five years ago we would have had this experience or conversation. Just goes to show that we are growing by leaps and bounds and that the future is unknown. What will we be disappointed in with Alexa in five years from now? That she didn't provide the right scent in the living room when we entered in the morning? That she cut Tommy's hair too short? Who knows? I'll try and expand on this in another episode, but something else interesting I found in the Martech article. With the Alexa, Siri, and Hey Google technology comes the uniformity of activation words and phrases. What Michael from Sixium Sons so brilliantly posed was that with this tech comes huge notoriety for Google, Mac, and Amazon, because everyone is familiar with their voices. Now these companies lose theirs just a little bit because the first thought recognition will go to the power three. Their company's recognition will come second. Perhaps in the near future, there will be more players in the technology. Just look at what happened with Netflix. When once there is one, now there are tons. Just a thought. I want this podcast to give you the information you need to create a successful Sonic brand identity. As you join me on this journey, I hope that you'll reach out and tell me what you find interesting, things you'd love for me to expand upon, things that flat out confuse you or you have no idea how to even begin comprehending. This voice accessible world is new to a lot of us and its outlets are growing each and every day. It's new and ever changing. That's why I'm here to help bridge that gap between traditional marketing and this whole new way of thinking. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, add to your library and share with a friend. Have you read an interesting article lately? Do you have any questions? Do you have a really off ball event that you heard about that you wanna send my way? Please share. You can find me at dreamerproductions.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com. LinkedIn, Facebook, or you can email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A at dreamerproductions.com. I want this podcast to be a collaborative event. I want it to be of benefit to us all. So please stop by and say hello. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.